You make no, you make no sense. 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 Take you.
You are listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm, Best Frequencies Forever. I'm She-Wolf. And I'm Beatrix Gravesguard. We'll be casting witchy vibes and sonic spells until 6 p.m. So gather around, light a candle, and levitate with us. I don't know if listeners noticed uh, that She-Wolf provides the backing vocals on that last track. (laughs) All those little howls. It's a freelance gig I picked up. <laughs> we have a special guest with us today, um, Alicia Toldi of the project Pineywood Atlas is here. Hi. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Do you want to give us a little introduction to what Pineywood Atlas is all about? Sure. So I'm Alicia, and I have a collaborator, Carolina. We both founded this project together about three years ago, three and a half years ago. And basically what we do is we visit artist residencies that are small, new, or unconventional, or DIY. Um, And we travel across the country. We take month-long road trips once a year. So we've gone to the Northwest, Southwest, and Midwest. And we're going to the Northeast this fall. Nice. And on each trip, we visit um, about 15 to 20 artist residencies. And we'll just soak up the vibes and do a bunch of interviews and um, learn about what makes each residency unique. Oh, it's like my dream scenario. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, will you take interns? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a social media intern (laughs) would be great. (laughs) Um, um, I'm so happy to have you. Yeah. I've admired Pineywood Atlas for a long time, and I've found myself seeking out residencies in the past, say, three years. I think a little bit after the election, I started kind of giving residencies to myself as a gift from time to time. Um, and I especially love the unconventional ones, so I'm happy. Um, I'm really excited to talk to you today uh, about kind of like all the different shapes you've seen, uh, and kind of the you know how how each of those residencies responds to the place it's in, uh, what's around it, and just to talk about. Um, creative collaboration and the sort of like cooperative exchange that goes on uh, with residencies and maybe talk about kind of higher concept creating residency space whether physical or kind of like um, conceptual for yourself Mm, yeah I really want to talk what I was telling you off her one of my lifelong dreams is to open my own artist writing music residency at some point so I have so many questions yeah, I think something important to mention, too, is that we create a resource so people can either go online and learn about residencies or they can um, pick up a book. We have publication for each region. So we've come out with two. Or we're working on our Midwest one. And those publications are good for either people who want to find a residency or people who want to be inspired to start their own. Lovely. Mm-hmm. And you and your collaborator, uh create everything that goes into these books correct yeah we do it all ourselves how did you guys meet like how did you conjure up this collaboration well we met at an artist residency oh surprise surprise (laughs) 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 um 
yeah, we we met at a residency when we were both 22, and we're now both 29. Um, and we just immediately became friends. And first we were just friends, and then um, we decided to go back the next year as collaborators, and we signed up for the next year at the end of the first month that we were there. And then we ended up becoming roommates in San Francisco. I had been living in New York and I moved out to San Francisco because she had a bottom bunk that was available. And I was like, I need a change. I can't be in New York anymore. Um, And eventually she moved away and we wanted to have um, a project. So some way to keep in touch and um, collaborate even while we weren't living in the same place. And that's how the project started. That's lovely. And creative collaboration is such a special way to keep in touch. Yeah. yeah. We also wanted a way to keep road tripping together because oh. we are the perfect road trip buddies. That's such an important thing to find in a person. Yes. Can I ask what makes you guys good road trip buddies? Yeah, I think that we just have the same um, level of sense of adventure. Yes. Like. You know, for camping and the campground is full, this happened one time, there was no other campground anywhere nearby and we were like, let's just set up our tent on the other side of the fence. Yeah. And we woke up and there were cows mooing all around <laughs> us. <laughs> but on the other hand, one time we drove through a campground and it was really empty and creepy and we were like, we don't want to stay. So mm-hmm. we have just kind of the same barometer yeah. for what we're comfortable with. That's important. Yeah. yeah. And similar music tastes. So mm. Also important. Also important. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of music, You've also picked a bunch of songs for us today, uh, so we're excited about that, including the song that you named your project after. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we are on Twitter at Witch Radio. We're also on Instagram at Witch Radio, so feel free to send us any questions about artist residencies, uh, anything about the, you know, how to find them, what they're like, how to, how to pick one, uh, and we'll try to answer on air. And we're going to play some of these songs that Alicia picked for us, starting with uh, Piney Wood Hills by Buffy St. Marie. You're listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm. We'll be talking artist residencies this whole uh, next hour and a half. So stay tuned. I'm a rambler and a rover And a wanderer it seems I've traveled all over Chasing after my dreams But a dream should come true And a heart should be In the piney wood hills I'll return to the woodlands I'll return to the snow I'll return to the hills And the valley
and soon I'll return to my piney wood home. Maybe someday I'll find someone who
of my existence essentially is a comedy the gap in my teeth and all that i can cling to the milk is sour to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm, Best Frequencies Forever. We're joined in the studio today by Alicia from Pineywood Atlas, and we're talking artist residencies of all sizes and shapes. I want to hear about all these sizes and shapes. <laughs> um, yeah, just like out of the areas you've visited, maybe a few that really stand out to you that were kind of notable um, and kind of like were a big contrast, I guess. Okay, yeah. Um, And by no means are these favorites. It is impossible to choose a favorite. All 45-ish we visited are all amazing. (laughs) Um, But let's see. So I guess in terms of different types of residencies, we've noticed that there are a bunch that are more community oriented and then there are some that are really secluded. So an example of a secluded one is the Montello Foundation, which is in northeastern Nevada. 
and you're the only person around for 15 miles. Wow. And you're completely alone during the residency. The facilitator guy isn't even really there. Mm. Um, for how long? For, I think, two weeks. Oh. And do you have a vehicle? Or you is have that to, kind of up to you? You know, it's a dirt road, mm -hmm. and when we went in, he drove us in. Mm -hmm. um, but the woman who was there at the time, she drove in herself. So I think okay. you just have to have a vehicle that works with that. Mm -hmm. But um, there's a living space on one side. It's like a little apartment. And then you have to go outside onto the porch um, to get to the studio space, which is connected, but not with a door on the inside. Mm -hmm. So it makes you be out in this beautiful, vast landscape wow. of, of blowing grasses. And it's super sol soli solitary. Yeah. Wow. And, and then to contrast with that, um, let's see, how about an urban residency? So it's actually pretty hard to find urban residencies, I think because there's just not a lot of extra space in cities. Um, and one of our requirements for visiting residencies is that there's living space as well as studio mm -hmm. space. Mm -hmm. um, so one that we went to in Portland, it's called Residency in the Garden, and it's in a rental. Um, and the people who run it live in the house, and then they built a canvas and wood tent in the backyard. Mm. And they bring you breakfast in the morning, and there's a little bed and a desk, and uh, you have to use their bathroom inside. So it's um, it's definitely more of an intimate space, but you have the backyard as your mm -hmm. studio. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Um, and were most of the ones you visited, or I guess, not necessarily most, but would you say that there were any that were, you know, in contrast from the solitary one, were like big group residencies or most of them small? There are some that are big groups. Uh, we went to Acre, which a lot of people have heard of, and that is in Wisconsin. And I don't remember exactly how many artists are there at a time, but there are a lot and you even have to share a room with another artist. And um, there are visiting artists who come and they're there to talk with you, do studio visits. And then there are also are a bunch of volunteers who are often past residents who are there as techs for their different studios. So they have weaving and sound mixing and um, wood shop and all of these different studios. And then there's a big dinner. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a kitchen crew that's also made up of volunteers. It's entirely volunteer run. Wow. And it's just like summer camp for artists. Yeah. I'm curious if you could say anything about how um, these residencies you visited um, would make use of what was around it. Like the, it could be, you know, vaguely the place it's in or, you know, very specifically. Um, the ways the community or nature or wildlife, etc., um, kind of like interacted with it? Yeah, um, I think that a lot of that is up to the artist who goes and what they decide to do. We visited one that no longer exists, but um, it was really great and it was in California and people were um, people were urged to interact with their environment and they could go out and explore so they would do it in different ways and there was this one girl who found native clay in the mm. creek bed wow. and she brought her own little kiln and she was making pots out of it um but then you know other artists had their own projects that had more or less to do with where they were mm. Mm. 
Um, and I'm also interested in your thoughts on, you know, say one of our listeners is interested in what these, what is being described here, but doesn't identify as an artist. Um, and I think some, a lot of residencies that you kind of hear about or come up in Google searches tend to have this very kind of prestigious air. And, and I would say that a lot of the ones that I've attended are not of that sort. <laughs> um, yeah, I, want, I just wanted to hear your thoughts on, you know, how to approach residencies if you're not a person who might, you know, think of yourself as someone who goes to residencies. Yeah, I think that a good thing to do is to go for the smaller, more unconventional ones, like the ones that we focus on, um, because they're often, there's sort of a experimental air about them because they don't have all of this established, mm -hmm. you know, art world, um, all these, these things to live up to. Mm -hmm. And um, so you have more of an ability to explore with whatever your creative practice is. And we think that artists are all creative thinkers and makers and so part of our goal is to help people of all kinds find residencies and uh, there's one that we are hoping to visit on our northeast trip this year that has a cooking residency oh wow mm -hmm. and there's another one that has a garden residency <gasps> i love that yeah and those are totally creative yeah oh yeah yeah, absolutely. Things. And there should be more residencies for both of those, like, creative practices. Absolutely, yeah. And there, there are a bunch that are um, the really small ones that you can have any sort of creative practice, and they don't have framework in place for what, um, what you have to do when you're there. You can just explore. And also, somebody asked me recently um, if it was possible to go to residencies without having studied art in college. Mm. I didn't and study I, I art. Didn't study, yeah, so I was like, definitely. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is there, um, uh, in fact, I think like, not to, sorry to interrupt, okay. but when I, uh, I was recently back at This Will Take Time, which is up in Point Arena, uh, near Mendocino, or in Mendocino, and I remember talking to the organizers about how they hosted a, an accountant once. Yeah. And like it was, he was like a creative accountant and they were like yeah you know there there's a more intersection of like you can be a creative accountant and you can be a, yeah. a creative you know tax person <laughs> yeah yeah the creative tax person yeah Money yeah much. they're yeah. great too because i remember when we were interviewing them um they were like we're tired of art yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah there were a lot of conversations over this past weekend um, at a little artist retreat up there about the state of contemporary art and just not liking it. Yeah, so like, I love those conversations. Well, also just giving yourself, like, I always really, I've only, like, DIY'd my own little residencies uh, in the desert and uh, in the woods. And there's something about just, like, being in a completely different environment and usually one that's much more chill that I've become so much more generative and productive. But do you have any uh, advice for people who are like, I don't know where to begin? Yeah, how do you choose? Yeah. If you have to choose. 
I would also ask if you, after you answer that, uh, she wolf like how you chose to oh, be yeah. a resident. Sure. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, but give us your guidance first. How do you choose? Um, I guess it's good to maybe do a little writing exercise Ooh. and figure out what you want from a residency, mm. what you feel like your art practice at home or your creative practice is lacking or, um, you know, if you're in a city and you want to be somewhere more rural, um, and just, yeah, write down what, what you're looking for. Yeah. And then you can kind of narrow it down instead of getting overwhelmed by all of the options. That's what happens to me. I like it really. I like, I like Google writing residencies and then I'm like, oh, and then I start a list and I'm like, I'm so overwhelmed and then I just put the list away. <laughs> yeah. So I need a, that's a good, that's a good piece of advice. Yeah, or if there's a location, there's whatever is most important. Yeah, yeah, that's how I choose. I start with a location that um, it'll either be a location that I'm curious about or one that I have spent a little bit of time in and want to spend more time in and want that excuse to spend more time in. Uh, and so I was just thinking back on the places I've gone. The very first residency that I gifted myself after the election was in a remote fjord in Iceland. Uh, which one? Uh, the West Fjords. Uh, on, so it was called the West Fjords Residency, but it was on this town called Thingiri, um, which is like an hour away from the closest groceries and uh, you had to uh, either fly and then take a shuttle or take an eight-hour shuttle from Reykjavik. Um, and it was the middle of winter and it was gorgeous and the town was so remote. <laughs> um, and I got to see the Northern Lights. And I had been to Iceland one time before and was kind of just feeling the need to get out of the country. Um, and just on a whim applied to, to this one um, and didn't know what to expect. But it was a group residency and it was lovely. But I've also spent time in uh, Joshua Tree um, and Point Arena, which I just mentioned. And I just got back from a residency in Minneapolis with... Uh, the future and we've had Lacey here on the show before so that was sort of a, a witchy space a shop and workshop um yeah and Beatrix flew out at the end so we hung out it's great the- I was very ensorcelled by both the future and Minneapolis yeah we visited them too on our midwest trip yeah yeah Lacey's there's wonderful a, yeah a really amazing portrait of Lacey <laughs> which so you will great. all see when the Midwest book Yay. comes out. Yeah, when does it come months. out? We keep pushing it back because we've had really busy lives this, yeah. this year. Yeah. Um, Carolina is now the executive director of the residency we wow. met at. So, uh, on the flip side, what advice for having visited such a wide array would you have her for the people who run residencies, like from the other perspective? What advice would we have for people who run residences? Yeah, like just from what you've seen, both good and bad. Like, what what's what what do you feel like tends to lead to the most like maybe generative or supportive, yeah, environments? Um, there are so many different ways to <laughs> successfully run a residency. A well-stocked kitchen. 
Yeah, that sounds in, right. In terms of like tools. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Well, the main <laughs> the main tool you need is um, just to be really open and honest mm. about what you can offer. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's really yeah really really helpful to know. Yeah, like, like managing expectations. Exactly. Yeah. 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 If, if you know there's a shared bathroom, that's good to know before. Yes. You get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. That makes sense. Kind of the main one, umbrella <laughs> <laughs> tool. Yeah, yeah, and it depends on the place, right? Because uh, you might, if you're in a really, really remote uh, space, you might need more available to you than if you can just go into town or go around the corner to a corner store. Yeah, if you have to bring your supplies, that kind of thing. Yeah. For people who would like to look into residencies but maybe don't have like a particular specific project they're working on what would you that's sometimes my thing where i'm like i want to do a residency but i don't know what i would do you know i want to write (laughs) but can i also say that i've gone to a lot of residencies without having anything in mind okay because i feel Um, like when i look they're like send us 10 pages of your manuscript and i'm like i don't have yeah well (laughs) so a lot of the time in my experience, a residency application will ask for maybe a project proposal. Okay. But I don't find that they all require you to see that through. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them are more specific about that. Um, for example, the future, my residency was funded. Mm-hmm. So I, part of the agreement was that I produce something right. yeah. for makes, them. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but I've also gone to ones where I was the one paying for the time. So it's right. essentially a vacation in disguise yeah. as as uh, work. Like sanctioned time. Well, and yeah. I'm a big fan of like the the Jenny O'Dell model, How to Do Nothing, where she's like, I just need a lot of time to think yeah. <laughs> before I actually do anything. And I imagine like if I went to a residency, it would be like 80% me just thinking. <laughs> I did a lot of that. I did a lot of walking and thinking in Minneapolis. Yeah. Um, there was, there were, there are always a few days it takes for me to settle into a place. Totally. And, uh, situate myself. And I feel really disoriented if I don't know where things are. Yeah. So I went on these really, really long meandering walks for ev- like every afternoon for hours. Thinking walks are the best. Yeah. That's what just I would, have a good think. That's what I would want as a tenant of my residency if yeah. I ever start one. Like, this is a place to just generate thoughts and if that's all you do that's fine <laughs> i think that one of the best things you can get out of a residency is perspective yeah yeah um but also i just went to a residency it was my first one since that one that i was telling you about um that i actually went to instead of just staying for a night or two for for piney um and it was amazing and it was only five days so i was worried about settling in but I wanted to make something that had to do with the place itself. Mm-hmm. And it's still only partially done. That was a good thing about it is that uh, we're having a final show, but in October. So I have okay. time to finish. Cool. But while I was there, I went to the library every day and I just looked up the history of the town and the area. And, um, you know, it didn't matter. It was a really interesting area, but it didn't matter where I was because I wanted to just delve into what that place... I didn't have to have Mm -hmm. a previous relationship with the space in order to make something that was connected with it. 
it was so fun. Very cool. And where was that located? It was in Calusa, which is in Calusa County, um, which is in the Sacramento Valley, kind of north of here, north of mm. the oh. Bay Area. Right. Uh huh. And my friend runs it. Cool. Yeah. Social studies. Shout out. <laughs> awesome. Uh, we're gonna take a break. Play some more music, more of your picks, Alicia. Um, you can tweet at us at which radio. You can also follow us on Instagram at which radio. Tweet us any questions you might have about residencies. And this is Molly Nilsson with Hey Moon. You're listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm. The moon chase the 
You are listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm, Best Frequencies Forever. We're joined in the studio today by Alicia of Pineywood Atlas, and we're talking about artist residencies. And we got a question in on Twitter, um, and I realize we may not have defined residency. So what is a residency? Well, there are a lot of different kinds of residencies, but an artist residency in particular is a place where a creative person can go and have time and space to make their work or to um, do some sort of research project or something. But they just, yeah, they have a place to stay and a studio usually and um, are completely supported and it's a place outside of their daily life where they can go. Do you know, like, what's, we can get to the abridged version, but like, what's the history of residencies? Like, is there, what, what was the first one? Or like, how did they come in, how did they come into existence? Well, they started more as colonies, artist colonies. Right, yeah. And it was, you had to live there pretty much full time. Like Big Sur had one, I know. Oh. That was like a, or like, what is now like Carmel by the Sea was like a big artist colony in the 20s it's there like, were a lot of artists who lived there for sure yeah my dad's from there oh yeah my mom's from Bixar. anyway uh so there are a lot on the east coast yeah and yeah you'd live there and it was kind of like a commune right. type situation beatrix you had a off-air question that i want to return to yes uh you were asking about how just uh i guess vaguely about budgeting time and money yeah so i i know i would i always like see people on these magical residencies and my first question is like how did you find the time and the money to do that Mm -hmm. um i'm a full-time freelancer i have been for about three years and i definitely even though i've like diy'd my own little week-long residency when I was finishing She Wolf and I's book. Um, I still had to bring other work with me while I was doing that. Um, so yeah, I just have a hard time. I maybe that's my own thing, like justifying like what why am I doing like why would I do this? I'm giving up like income or I don't I just don't have the time. And then on the other other end of the spectrum, like I have friends who are parents and who are like, I just do not have the time nor the babysitting capabilities to like give up my kids for a week yeah, just even to like, work on a project. Even like people with regular jobs. Yes. Um, I was going to say nine to five, but we all know that a lot of those <laughs> jobs aren't nine to five yeah, anymore. No. They kind of bleed into the rest of yep. your life. Um yeah, do you have any recommendations on this yet? Or? Yeah. Um, well, a lot of the people that go to residencies do not have a regular mm-hmm. nine to five, whatever Monday, Friday job, because a lot of those only give you maybe two weeks of right. vacation. Mm-hmm. And, but that word vacation, you know, I think that a lot of people who work a lot have, and not everyone, of course, but they have this sort of either working or not working mentality and going to residency is like a third thing kind of like a third space Mm -hmm. you know in your day 
um, like a library, but it's part of your life that is not work and it's not not work. Um, like this radio show. This yeah. is a third space. It totally is. Yeah. 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 And it's so important to have those things. So I think you just need to make it a priority um, if you can to go somewhere. It's kind of like a vacation, but it's something that helps you grow in a, a really special way. But of course, that being said, there are people who don't have the means or the ability or have kids and they can't really, it's hard for them to go residency. And there are more and more residencies for parents. They can either bring their kid or not. Um, there have been some where the kids make art, some where the kids are a part of a collaboration with their parents. Mm. Um, and then there are also shorter residencies. There's one that we are visiting. Um, this fall in the Northeast that is three days. Oh, wow. And um, like we were talking about earlier, you can also just off air. You can also sort of self-direct your own residency mm -hmm. and that's something that we're trying to talk more about. Mm -hmm. Can you say more, like, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so it's, this is great for people who might just only have a couple of hours every day or maybe even can only set aside a certain amount of time per week and it's a good time to just put down your phone and not have any appointments not have any interruptions just sit down and get into that space of creativity and just give yourself um, some structure in your everyday life mm -hmm. yeah i like that a lot um because when you mentioned that, I realized it's something that I do for myself, but I had never thought about it as residency time. And I don't do it regularly. It's just kind of like whenever the time finds itself, I'll sometimes um, find myself kind of like grasping for things to do mm -hmm. and then have to be like, wait, I don't have to do anything. Why don't <laughs> I paint? And, yeah. and it, I, I find that it takes me, you know, you can be really idealistic about like having a set time to do the thing that you, you keep waiting to have time to do, but get to having that time and just completely not do it, you know, like you can get there and just you know, like, I'm just going to watch TV instead, um, or go for a walk or do something else with that time and not have it be productive time. But I also find that like if I decide to do the thing that's kind of art related, it only takes me a little bit of time to find a flow state. And yeah. within a flow state, even if I only have an hour, it's as if everything else melts away. And, um, you know, you step into like a, you know, residency portal for just Ooh. a little bit where, you know, flow state is... Um, believed to be a space where um, time and ego uh, completely disappear uh, and you kind of are able to have an expansive creative process and then step out of it. Mm. Um, it's yeah. also a good to know like how you work. Like I've realized I'm somebody who even though I can, I'm kind of an introvert, um, and I like being alone, I actually work best in like the, when I'm around other creative people who are also working on a creative project. Um, 
so I just want to plug that like you can you can recreate <laughs> that environment with like like-minded friends mm-hmm. so I've done that a couple of times when um I was finishing the book that she wolf and I worked on a friend from my writing group and I went to the desert for a week and we didn't even like have any other we didn't like intentionally structure our days or anything but we kind of fell into this like really beautiful rhythm of like writing resting wandering thinking like Mm -hmm. rinse repeat um and I had never done anything like that before with another person and we're the only other person that each of us saw for a week so it's kind of like being the last two humans on earth at the end of this dirt road but there was something really generative and I actually think I produced more than I would have if I had been alone um, and then I've recreated it a couple of times. It's the second year in a row I've done like a little writing retreat weekend with like two friends where we just go like an hour outside of the city into the woods. And again, like just kind of no rules, but respecting each other's kind of like creative process, talking about it if you want to or not. Um, and we all kind of came away like, wow, we got, we got a lot of stuff done or we had a really generative time so just shout out to anybody who's like but I don't like being alone <laughs> totally and it you can definitely be motivated just by being yeah. around other people mm-hmm. yeah I find that I really am yeah. yeah and I find that sometimes you know you're there for example uh, so I'm a freelancer and I sometimes find myself at a residency Uh, You know, going in with boundaries and tying up as many loose ends as I can before to give myself that space. But sometimes while I'm there, it turns out the space is a lot more, the time and space is a lot more expansive than I had gone in considering because I'm just in a different routine, you know. And I find that I can do a little bit of freelance work within residency Mm -hmm. time. And if you're worried about income, I think that it's not impossible. Yeah. There are also some residencies that are super long-term. Like there's one we went to called Cobb Mountain um, in just south of um, Clear Lake mm-hmm. in California. And it's a year-long ceramic wow. residency. And um, you do pay a little bit and you also have to do uh, like 10 hours a week of work trade. But the people who are there since they're there for so long they also will sometimes get a job so there's one girl who had a dishwasher job at the Mm -hmm. local um bar and grill Mm -hmm. uh, and it was okay you don't it's not like a no-no to work while you're at a residency but it's just important to not let um to prioritize yeah the artistic part and the the new routines yeah and i would even say that if you go to one that's pretty loosely self-directed or doesn't have like an agreement that you produce something for the end and you just wanted to live somewhere else and have your the same routine as you have now freelance and you know whatever else but in a different location (laughs) that's like a possible use of a residency There's also something important we haven't really talked about, which is that some residencies will give you money. You'll get a stipend. Mm -hmm. And of course, those are often harder to get because a lot of people are applying. Um, There's Rabbit Island, um, which is you're alone on an island. And uh, 
in the middle of Lake Superior. Whoa. And it's awesome. And you're not going to spend any money while you're there except for on groceries <laughs> at the... the nowhere to shop. Yeah. <laughs> nowhere um, to spend money. You have to forage everything. <laughs> well, the, the guy who runs it will bring out supplies for you. Oh, wow. But then he leaves and you're alone. Um, but yeah, they get a really generous stipend and um, without any strings attached. Wow. Mm-hmm. This brings me to the question of what advice do you have for people applying to residencies? Or are they, are they all so unique that you're like, well, I'd have to know which one. But is there any like broader or general advice you have for like what people who run residencies look for in applicants? Yeah, I think that actually you saying how they're all so different is that's like the core of mm-hmm. my advice, mm-hmm. which is in your application, don't just copy and paste the right. same the same answers to questions. Um, and you have to be specific about that residency. Like, mm-hmm. I want to go to your residency because I really want to work with this community mm-hmm. that you have there that they don't have anywhere else or because you have this resource. Mm-hmm. Um, that is kind of the most important okay. thing. Yeah, I second that. Um, I think place can have so much to do with uh, what you make there if you if you are open to being influenced by it um, or if you'd go open-ended and, and just want to be um, in in dialogue with with place and maybe the wilderness around it and the community around it mm-hmm. yeah yeah there are some similarities between the super secluded residencies that are in a beautiful natural environment and the residencies that are in um, a town that have a really big community element, Mm -hmm. which is this attention to place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's take another music break. Uh, You can tweet at us at Witch Radio. We're also on Instagram at Witch Radio. We are talking to Alicia of Pineywood Atlas today, and we're going to play some more music now. This is Florist with Now. We'll be back soon. Thank you. 
to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm, Best Frequencies Forever. We're joined today by Alicia of Pineywood Atlas, and we're talking artist residencies of all sizes and shapes. Let's talk a bit about creating your own residency. And we talked a little bit earlier about creating residency space Mm-hmm. in your mind, in your day, in your, in your sort of like normal routine. But what about creating space for other artists? Yes, I am personally invested in this question. I think I mentioned earlier in the show, like that's a long-term life goal of mine is to open an art residency. And I loved hearing about the residency that had like a cooking residency and a gardening like I would want it to be super diverse and weird and just like yes you can be the the resident accountant who has like a creative practice yeah you Um, need to do it (laughs) yes or you know music space so um 
yeah, I'm curious to know like what's what are some different pathways? As particularly in even like the nitty gritty of like how do you fund something like that? How does it pay? How can it pay for itself? It's something that I don't even like. I don't even imagine people are like making money off of artist residencies, which is not wouldn't be my goal. My goal would be to like have a place, but that it pays for itself. Yeah, it's definitely a passion project, usually, yeah. just like our project is. Yes. And probably your radio show. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, but it feels so important to do. We've talked to uh, Caroline and I agree on this. It's like we are doing this for a reason that's way bigger than money. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. um, yeah, there are a lot of different pathways, just like there are so many different kinds of residencies. Um, and I think that the most important thing to do if you're thinking about starting a residency is know that you can. First mm -hmm. of all, you don't have to be an organization or a nonprofit or anything. Um, you can be just whoever you are and start one. And all you have to do is figure out what resources you have, mm -hmm. um, whether it's space or money or, you know, a printing press or um, or time even. Mm -hmm. um, or a community of people mm -hmm. and just start with that and then you can build it from there and no expectations to immediately have you know a multi-artist year-round residency right. where you're completely you know funding all of them you can even charge for residencies but it's really great to charge as little as possible right exactly um, but in terms of money how you make your money there are so many different ways to do that too some people um they come into money lucky people you know their grandma me. dies yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um a lot of people will figure out creative ways to make money and they'll use that to support their mm -hmm. residency so for example some people who have extra space will do airbnb or some other sort of hosting vacation hosting and then they'll use some of that money to um, to fund a residency yeah. for artists. And that might only happen for two weeks out of the year. Right. Or I imagine you could kind of grow it over time where you're like, mm -hmm. first year, it's just going to be totally. a couple weeks and then see how it goes generating income the rest of the year and then help maybe expand it. Yeah. And that's something that I like about this residency we talked about a few times. This will take time because mm. I've found myself saying that phrase often. It, yeah. it will take a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But I like, it. yeah, I, but I'm a big, I'm a deep Taurus. So <laughs> I'm a big fan of things that take a long time and things that are like an ongoing practice or that, that grows slowly. So that actually really excites me. I'm like, Ooh, totally. to watch something like grow over time that you kind of leave as like a legacy. And things are always changing. So yeah. why not? And then what about that? like, are there things like, do different, do foundations provide like grants at all for yes. this kind of thing okay say more you about can get that. funding well i don't know too much about this but i do know that um certain residencies i've gone to have been have gotten grants mm -hmm. from um organizations that that give out funding to to spaces like that and i think it counts as a sort of um like organize it, a residency can can count as like an organization or community resource. Right. So, 
you can find grants for those types yeah. of things. Yeah, okay. we noticed in the Midwest that there are a lot of area foundations that would give grants. So whether it was the town or county or the state, Minnesota is amazing for yes giving out grants to supporting artists. Um, other states aren't so good with that. And so you have to apply for national stuff and that can be really hard to get. Right. But, um, but yeah, there are definitely grants out there. More for organizations than for individuals. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's sometimes those grants will go entirely to paying artist stipends, for example. Okay. Or, and, and so you do, that doesn't have to come out of your pocket if you right. run a residency that funds artists. Yeah. And that could also go towards supplies or right which is ideal i think that's something that i would want to do i know that um carolina has experienced this as with her work now uh working at a residency which is that you can apply for a certain grant but often it'll be um you know specifically for a native american writer or Mm -hmm. a parent Mm -hmm. yeah um and yeah it's really cool it's harder though to just do a broad residency that's funded and then can you speak to like from so say you're wanting you're like oh i have some stuff i want to work on or a writing project or an art project um we talked a little bit about like filling out like an application but from the perspective of somebody running a residency and i realize this very you think people look for in applicants because i i do think there's some intimidation of like I'm not an established artist, writer, musician, or I don't know my super specific project yet. But like, what do you think most, or what do you think a lot of the people who are curating these residencies are looking for? I think a a big thing is passion. Okay. Showing that Mm -hmm. they're interested and excited to work Mm -hmm. in this space. Yeah, I would say that there's kind of no general answer to that. Yeah. It, I think we touched upon this a little bit earlier, talking about place, that if you're going, if you're applying specifically to work on something that has a lot to do with what surrounds the residency, a lot of, I don't know that, you know, having that in mind necessarily gets you a residency but I will say uh, I think a lot of residencies accept a lot more people than than you would expect okay um and there's you know they're always looking for the ones that I've attended are always looking for a wide mixture Mm -hmm. of things so I don't think it's like applying to college where you have to like make yourself look really good (laughs) I think this is more for this is more like maybe trying to find an apartment where there's there are things about it that you want mm-hmm. to. And there are things that are intuition based and you're just yeah. like I remember some facilitators were telling us that sometimes a residency or an applicant won't be as um, accomplished mm. but they just and maybe they don't even really like their work that much but they're <laughs> really curious to see what they would do in the oh, environment yeah. of the residency I so like they that. accept them. Yeah, That's a good rubric. Yeah, and especially ones that are less kind of prestige oriented. I honestly don't think it matters mm-hmm. at all. I think um, a lot of these spaces just want to provide space for people mm-hmm. to make things. And um, I think there can be an exchange that 
is in the form of, I don't know, social currency or something, but I don't think a lot of them are necessarily, like, as if you're, if you're looking outside the ones that are, like, always come up on Google, <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't think they're necessarily using their artist roster as yeah. a way of boosting themselves. I come to a lot of residencies that don't even list that outside of, like, wanting to promote the artist. It's, it's not so much a look at who we've had here. I tend to avoid those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. What do you think about, both of you, the, the sort of difference or the benefits and drawbacks between group residencies and solo residencies? Mm. Is that sort of like you have to know yourself and know how Definitely, <laughs> you yeah. work in either environment? Well, I think just just like there are so many different kinds of residencies, there are also so many different kinds of residents. Yes. Yes. And I've had artists be like, I would never do a residency that's shorter than a month. And then I've had other ones that are like, I would never do one that's a month or longer, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. From my experience, I think you can't plan for that at all. Like, knowing yourself well doesn't even prepare you for uh, who you end up being around outside of, like, what you have control over, which is generally just yourself. Mm. <laughs> and... I think that's like something that is always really fun to just figure out when you get there. Yeah. It was cool too, this residency I just did. There were three other residents and we all did our own thing. We were all very independent, Mm -hmm. except that in the morning and in the evening, we would often just organically come together for a meal Mm -hmm. and we would end up cooking with each other or sharing food yeah. and talking around the table. And then at night, it was really sweet. Our group, I, I felt lucky because we were all the kinds of people that could just read and not talk, mm. and, but hang out in the same room. <laughs> yeah, yes, it was so sweet. People. This kept happening. Like alo- together alone, alone together. That's yeah. <laughs> my favorite thing, yeah. So I lucked out, but I know that there were other, there were a couple of other weeks that artists came and I know there were some some weeks that were more social and um that would have been fun too but yeah it's really luck of the draw yeah it really is i think some of the time i've been put in a group residency with um there will be members of the group that really want to control the social dynamic Mm. and i really don't like that i i prefer to do my own thing uh but i think just knowing that about yourself and being able to just navigate around it maybe is is fine I think some of the time you just have to deal with other residents that aren't necessarily on the same wavelength and And there's also some Mm self-discipline um you know if everybody wants to be social and just hang out all the time and you're like wait why am I here <laughs> yeah <laughs> am I at summer camp or am I at a residency yeah and then you're like no I'm gonna get up this morning yeah. really early and go to the studio and get everything done yeah yeah that said it's also sometimes nice to just have one or two other people around like you were mentioning earlier um you know just to share a meal at some point later on in the mm-hmm. day and not have an obligation to hang out the rest of the time because you're not there to hang out necessarily right 
whereas I think solo residencies solo residencies really give me a sense of like how much time I have to sit with myself <laughs> yes. yeah 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 I want to do both and I want to like compare and contrast yeah. yeah people can be so afraid of being alone so it can be a kind of like a that will add an extra layer of mm-hmm. experience to yeah that's yeah. so true yeah I found writing co-writing a book of incredibly lonely experience despite having a collaborator because I realized I was like no I need a lot of deep solitude in order to like generate yeah um, we were I, also working on such different parts of the book. It's like true. I was doing all the visual stuff and yeah. a little bit of the writing. Yeah. And you were doing maybe the bulk of the writing. So it wasn't, we couldn't really work together. Yeah. Outside of just puzzle, puzzling, <laughs> puzzle, puzzle piecing it together. Yeah. yeah. But I, I it really, I, I was at the same time reading I'm Trained by Patty Smith, which is this like total meditation on like, the necessary solitude of creating anything yeah. and I felt like in such communion with her um but I was really struck by like at the end of this month that I had sort of sequestered myself I was like wow I am not as good at being a totally alone as I had assumed that I was it takes practice <laughs> for sure yeah. yeah so I like I, I liked the built-in aspect of like dragging a friend with me into the middle of the desert to like well humans are social yeah. I think as much like the more we isolate ourselves, uh, the more unhealthy it is. Even yeah. if we're people who are really good at being alone, I think yeah, it is ultimately true. not something that is inherent in our makeup. Right, and I think that's kind of the beautiful thing about group residencies, where you're like, we're all sort of doing these mostly solitary practices, but like together, yeah, <laughs> yeah. In, in companionship. Yeah, like have some tea in the yeah. in the evening together yeah. or something. That's nice. Yeah. You know, I don't know what this residency was. Somebody told me about it, an artist at, at a spot we visited. But there was this one residency that he went to um, where everyone had their own little cottage. And there was a mailbox at the end of each little cottage walkway. And you didn't interact with each other unless you wanted to, and you'd you'd have to like put a little note. In I the, love that. Yeah, be like, hey, want to hang out? Oh and my gosh, that's I love passing notes. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really like that. It's like it's the having a little neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. really sweet. Just imagine getting a note back. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also curious about going to residencies with a collaborative partner or with a collaborative group, and. You met a collaborator, your collaborator, Carolina, at a residency. I'm curious about um, applying as, um, you know, a set of creative collaborators. Yeah, we so we applied the next year um, to come back as collaborators, but we weren't we hadn't formed Pennywood Atlas yet. Mm-hmm. It was um, it was just that we wanted to. Well, I guess first I should say in this space at Elsewhere Studios, um, they have this place called The Suite, which is upstairs, and you share a studio, but you have your own room. Um, and so it was kind of perfect for us because we decided to um, kind of work within the same subject matter, but do it in our own way. Mm-hmm. So the final show that we had at the end was upstairs there, and we did this sort of immersive show, even though we did a lot of 2D stuff. Um, and so it was kind of together, but also not together. Um, we haven't done a residency together as Pinewood Atlas, mm. but there are some 
more administrative residencies that are popping up and oh, I think cool. it would be really fun yeah and I know some are even good for bigger groups I would love to do a collaborative residency that sounds amazing yeah yeah or even applying to a residency as part of a collective yeah yeah a cohort yeah there are some residencies that are you rent the whole or rent you know you get the whole house um and it's for collaboratives yeah that's lovely especially carolina and i being three states apart from each other we well we have a skype meeting every thursday Mm -hmm. a google chat meeting and (laughs) um so that's kind of our collaborative time and we rarely get to work together in the same room which is sad so it would be really cool to have a lot of time set aside to just work together Oh, I actually like that idea of having, you know, I wonder if anyone's done this where the residency is kind of a virtual meeting space where you dial someone on Google video chat or something else and you just have that hour where you're both working and you see each other and chat, but it's not like, you know, yeah, you're not like necessarily having a phone call or meeting the whole time the person who did residency in the garden did do um a similar type thing that was it was a online residency but i don't know a ton about it um and then there's another woman who had an idea to do kind of a coaching sort of i'll call you and ask you these questions Mm. and Mm -hmm. um sort of to create a framework to facilitate for residency but not I haven't heard of people just going back and forth and both being residents, but kind of holding each other accountable like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very curious about residencies that are not necessarily rooted in place, like things that can be digital or yeah. like time-based, but connected through some means, you know? Or like the internet being the place. Yeah. yeah. Internet yeah. residency. Yeah. <laughs> digital residencies. I know that there's like sort of vague digital residencies, but it's more like um the sort of uh you know it's like hosted somewhere like you you can put your stuff on some kind of server or like interact with like a digital platform um but i'm also curious about like the connection aspect Mm -hmm. yeah it's an interesting idea to explore yeah that's what i want to (laughs) make multimedia residency interdimensional (laughs) uh we're gonna take another music break um and then we'll be back and we can hear about what you have upcoming okay this is girl pool with swamp and bay uh you're listening to astral projection radio hour on bff.fm we're talking artist residencies with alicia of piney wood atlas You'll have to break 
sits in shutters I'll be in the swamp and bay The sunset took all day It didn't move
You are listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. We've been talking to Alicia Tolby, uh, one half of Pineywood Atlas, which is a little publication about strange, unusual, odd-shaped artist residencies all over the country. Um, we've come to the end of the show, so um, I want to give you some time to plug anything you have upcoming, anything we should look forward to. Where people can find Pinewood Atlas online or out in the big wide world. Okay, so coming up, we are coming out with our Midwest publication in probably after our Northeast trip, which will be mid-September through mid-October, and we'll be traveling around um, New England and mid-Atlantic states um, for a month visiting residencies. So if there are any that you are extremely passionate about, let us know. We're still making our schedule, but we're almost almost done with that. Cool. So act fast. <laughs> um and you can find us online at pineywoodatlas.com. If you have any questions or comments, um, you can email us at contact at pineywoodatlas.com. We also have an Instagram, pineywoodatlas. <laughs> and uh, you can find our book if you live in the Bay Area. You can find it at Case for Making and Wolfman and Issues and Gravel and Gold. Oh. Good spots. I think I need yeah. to restock at some of them, but <laughs> yeah. I definitely do. Um, and then you can also find it online. We print through a blurb. We're self-published. And um, it's it's great. They'll just print it on demand for you. Yeah. That's awesome. Excellent. What's the, um, just quickly, what's like the process of putting the book together? Well, we do everything together. Right. Um completely collaborative in all areas so we um i guess so we get back from a trip and we have a bunch of photos and we have a bunch of interviews Mm -hmm. and we will transcribe the interviews we'll split it up and then we'll write profiles for each space and then edit each other's profiles Mm -hmm. and then we'll put the book together with edited photos and we use indesign and then we upload it into Blurb, and then they print it for us. Cool. Is it, getting e- is it getting easier, <laughs> like, as you are now going into the third yeah, issue? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, do you have uh, an idea of how many more you're going to make to kind of cover, cover the United States? Yeah, we're going to finish the United States. We weren't able to visit every state so far in each region, um, which we wish we could, but it's just not feasible um but we're visiting the northeast as i said this fall and then next year we're going to visit the south and um and then we'll finish this country and everyone says oh where are you going to go next and (laughs) at that point we got this really good advice from erin elder she said um to take stock of your project when you Mm -hmm. hit a certain milestone and not just have it go on forever necessarily so i think once we hit this point when we're done with the United States, then we'll we'll think about if we want to continue it or if we want to 
start a different project or take a break we both want to hike um the john muir trail <laughs> yeah and i think it would be nice to take a break from instagram and oh. having to be on social media totally yeah but we both want to start our own residency too someday so that'll be Ooh, in the future the Pinewood residency yes somewhere yeah. in the future <laughs> <laughs> i love that thank you so much for yeah. being with us today thank you residencies artist residencies are maybe my favorite thing to to do with my time so i'm very inspired to I feel like continue on my my journey yes thank you guys um, for inviting me it's yeah. been so fun talking oh, it's been the best <laughs> we're gonna leave you with some more music next up is the hanging garden radio show and we will see you next week bye bye Thank you.